0: Welcome into a March Madness edition of the Review Podcast. My name is David Church, and on today's show, we have Layton, we have Ryan, and we have Derek talking about all different angles of the March Madness extravaganza that was last week, and coming up this week, we talk about upsets and how it blew up everybody's bracket. How we have multiple double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16, and the downfall of Illinois. That and much, much more on this episode and we appreciate you being here to wrap it in because we're going for a ride. Alright, to lead us off in today's festivities to get you set for the Sweet 16, Wait, what did you see last weekend that gives you some insight into this weekend? I think we just saw
1: a continuation of The unpredictability of this bracket. I mean, every March Madness brings some degree of unpredictability. That's why the brackets are so fun. Um, But this year has just been absolutely bonkers. I never would have guessed Illinois going out as early as they did, although in hindsight, Loyola is a tough matchup for them.
0: And Loyola Um, has Jesus on their side. (laughs) What was that? Loyola has Jesus on their side.
1: True. And Sister Jean. Um, so they got like a a sixth and seventh man going on Um, and and teams like Oral Roberts that just keep on keeping on despite the odds Um, so this year has been maybe the craziest that I can remember at least as far as upsets are concerned And, and then there's upsets that seem obvious that didn't happen
0: winter for example
1: winter up in Villanova yeah I think most people that I know had Winthrop picked to win at least one game, and Nova took care of them pretty easily. So it's just I don't know about you, but my bracket is an absolute disaster.
0: so i'm 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 hitting I'm hitting five hundred, so I
1: I am below that. I'm getting closer to the Mendoza line as we go on.
0: Oh here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what were your storylines that you took out of last weekend?
1: Um, to me, I think the biggest one is that Gonzaga's real. I mean, they got a bit of a test in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, I think it was Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, it was the Oklahoma game. Um, They got a bit of a test. They played them closer, but they still beat them by 16. They covered the spread. Um, That team just looks so solid, top to bottom. There's one seats, and then there's like the one seed, and to me, Gonzaga looks like that team this year. Um, they just absolutely blew out Norfolk State. They just—they seem like a team that's going to kind of cakewalk themselves to the Final Four, and beyond that, I think the big overarching storyline is kind of what I hit at already: is that anything can happen at any time. I'm, well, we just talked about it, you know, off the off the air. Uh, Oral Roberts could conceivably sneak into the Elite Eight
2: right. and,
1: and have a matchup with Baylor. Which is just if you would have told me at the beginning of this that Oral Roberts you know, <laughs> might be an Elite Eight team, I would have laughed you out of the room. <laughs> here we are staring it in the face. We and, have multiple double digit seats still in this thing. So Yeah. It's just really kinda of fun to see some non blue blood teams that I mean, are keeping it going and we're gonna have another fun weekend of basketball coming up.
0: And this this is what March Madness is like set up to be is every Every team in the country at the D1 level has the same rights to the tournament as the next guy. I mean, your one-bid leagues sure are different, but it's not like football. It's not like—well, baseball is a little weird because college baseball is weird. But, I mean, basketball is the most pure. You win your conference, and you're automatically in the tournament. I mean, it's, it's just basic math. So, who's the biggest, the highest-seeded team, meaning the biggest-numbered team, that makes it into the Final Four?
1: So, the lowest seed that makes the Final Four?
0: Yes, the lowest seed that makes the I Final know Four. I what
1: you're saying. Yes. I think I'm going to go with Loyola at number eight.
0: Oh, that's a cop-out. <laughs> but But I don't disagree.
1: Cop-out? I mean... Do I think that Baylor is going to lose to Oral Roberts or to uh, uh, Villanova? No, not particularly. I think Gonzaga is probably going to take the whole thing. What do we got left? In Michigan's portion of the bracket, you've got a 1, a 4, a 2, and then UCLA at 11. I'm not sure that I feel that good about UCLA. They've been playing really well. They have a chance. I mean, they could sneak in. I don't think they will.
0: That makes total. It, it makes sense, but honestly, Loyola was completely under Or they were. They should not have been an eight seed. They. You look at the net ranking. You look at everything. It just. They. They were a top. They were a top fifteen net ranking team. There. It's just. It made no sense, and that was the one thing that... I don't
1: remember. Where did they end up at the end? They were a top 25. They were rated in the last poll that came out.
0: I don't remember I don't remember where
1: they ended up. It was somewhere in the 20 range. So when you figure that out, to me that works out to more of a 5-seed.
0: Yeah. They they had no business being an 8-seed. It's the disrespect of the Missouri Valley. And I Absolutely. And you'll have that. And The NCAA themselves are in hot water about the about the um, women's term- tournament, but we'll get into into that another that could day. Be another episode altogether. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're fighting battles so, other I'm places. Your
1: thoughts on um, the Oregon Iowa game? Because that one just blew me away.
0: That yeah, that was Oregon's sneaky good. Oregon is very good. I, I mean,
1: yeah, um, and that was our first look that we got at them this tournament since they had the no contest in the first round against BCU.
0: Yeah.
1: So I wasn't really sure how they'd come out. You know, if they'd be a little rusty or a little, you know, you got to get your bearings at the first round of the tournament, which essentially is what this was for them. Yeah, um, but they just really took it to Iowa, and, and that was a pretty convincing win. The, Not quite as convincing as USC's tromping of Kansas that I enjoyed very much.
0: But. I mean, yeah, anytime Kansas loses, it's fun because <laughs> it's Kansas. But uh, the only other one that I despise as much as any. As certain Big Ten teams outside of the Big Ten, the only other one that I despise more is Kentucky because Cal is just, it ain't fair. (laughs) But, hey,
1: good year for you then.
0: Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of fun. Um, Um, But
1: I was just going to say that USC Oregon game should be one of the better games of this weekend. I mean, Um, if you're looking for one that's going to be tightly contested. I think that one could be electric. They both, I mean, USC put up 85 in their last game. Oregon put up 95, so there's going to be a lot of scoring.
0: You hit the over?
1: It's going to be high pace. I think, I don't know where the line's at. I'll look it up. But it's definitely one. If the over-under is right around 140, I'd probably take the over. 138. Yeah, so. 138, I'm taking that.
0: You're hitting the over, and it's a two-point spread, meaning Oregon's a two-point a two dog. I mean, that they got
1: Oregon as a dog.
0: Yeah, but Evan I wrote... think if you're feeling a little bit
1: frisky, Oregon might be a good place to put some money because they looked so good. I mean, USC looked good too. You know, if you want to try to take a bet on an underdog, that's a good one to take a shot at.
0: Well, just money lines are plus one ten, minus one thirty each way. So.
1: It's, yeah, so not too crazy.
0: Yeah, you, there's no real dog money dog money to be had. But um can we also talk, take a second about the fact that the Big 10 absolutely pissed on their leg as but it's, uh the Big 10 was supposed to be the power conference that ran through the tournament and the Pac-12 is <laughs> the one that you know Made the most noise and has the most amount of teams, like that. That to me says something about you know learning from each other as a conference, and it's just being sneaky good because you really don't get to watch them much. And Cowhard Cowherd had the USC coach on. People don't get to watch the Pac-12 as much as they probably should. I mean, uh, I mean, hell, I don't. I didn't watch. I watched a hell of a lot of basketball, and I didn't watch near enough Pac-12 basketball because, well, the time difference. It's just, you get that with every Pac-12 school unless you've got a Marcus Mariota type in college, you know? So it's just, it's fun to watch. And there's something to be said, and this is more a philosophical sort of conversation (laughs) to have, but March Madness is the best event in all the sports yes would you agree with that
1: i think so it, it just it spans for so long and it's so entertaining
0: and here's the, i know people are going to say some people have said before that the ncaa uses the kids as slave labor and blah 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 blah, blah we could get into that's I mean, a,
1: the two things are not mutually exclusive
0: i mean no they're not i mean you get you get a free college education and stuff, but that's, that's a completely, that's a whole, we can again, do another podcast about how the NCAA is set up and how it's wrong, but um, it's just, it's so pure and so fun. I just, I know I'm clearing I'm clearing my schedule. Um, to, I'm clearing my schedule this weekend because it's basketball wall to wall. What are your, uh, who's your uh, tournament MVP as of right now?
1: boy, you know, I'm going to be honest, I don't know that many individual players. I watch a lot of these games, but I don't, you know, start to finish because there's so many on. I mean, in the games that I've watched, um, the big man from Loyola, Crutwig, is probably the most important player on their team. I think if you take him off, that team's not even in the tournament. So, I mean, by pure value to that team, he's got to be up there. Um, But other than that, I can't really name off a bunch of players. So kind of fail you on that one. Drew Timmy, maybe.
0: I mean, he's yeah the the Gonzaga guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I was thinking of him, but I couldn't remember his name, so I didn't want to just be like, "Oh yeah, that dude from Gonzaga."
0: That's fair. I'm
1: supposed to sound like an educated sports person. (laughs) I'm very not at the moment.
0: Sometimes I mean we we all have our strong strong suits and hell it's been a it's been a long it's been a long night for both of us because we had a hell of a day. Um, <laughs> anyhow, we we talk about a lot of the things, but what is your appointment TV for games that you that you're gonna watch? Blizzard to Buster this weekend.
1: Like I mentioned earlier, that USC Oregon game, I will probably watch most, if not all, of that one. And I definitely want to catch Syracuse and Houston. Uh, just Syracuse has just been on some kind of roll in I, the tournament.
0: I called yeah. it in the last pod because Syracuse was the hottest team in the ACC and they got screwed because of co- they got screwed on the last second shot by Virginia. And then Virginia didn't mm-hmm. get to play in the next round. So Georgia Tech just oh, kind oh. of slid their way virginia, in. Uh, Virgi- not, virginia Virginia, virginia Virginia. University of Virginia, the Cavs, not Virginia mm-hmm. Tech, but either way, my point being, Syracuse is the hottest <laughs> team, and honestly, I would argue the whole country right now, because Buddy Bayh, like, I I don't know what you that you've... kid is special. And we can get into a whole other conversation about how, like, nepotism is a thing. And, but that kid played himself into a scholarship. I don't care if you're a coach's I mean, kid or not.
1: College basketball nepotism is going to happen, but the kid's got the talent. So I'm not going to complain that his dad wanted him to come play, you know, at the, at the team that he coaches. Because if I was in the scenario, I'd do the same thing.
0: Yeah, like, we... I we, mean,
1: and uh, you know, Coach McDermott did that. With at Doug. At uh, Dougie McBuckets. That was his kid. So, so I, and that's really what kind of solidified his career at Creighton. So mutually beneficial nepotism there, but <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So long as the player deserves it. And buddy absolutely seems to, I got no issue with it.
0: And, uh, and the dude's name buddy, which makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's going to be wild. And, uh, things things are, will be fun and uh i don't know it's it's just a wild time and as far as the illinois game because i had you watch that wall to wall what what were your takeaways from that
1: i think illinois just mailed it in that's my take okay to me i don't think they took loyola seriously they saw the eight C they know it's a smaller school I think they just thought they were going to walk in there and just trash him. And, you know, Kofi's got, what, three inches and 40 pounds on Krutwig. Um, But crutwig played bigger. He was more physical. He was up blocking shots, getting the rebounds. They couldn't stop him scoring. The way I described it uh, to my brother was it's like Illinois got punched in the nose right off the bat, which happens sometimes with these yeah. games. But instead of punching back, they just laid down and died. Like the second half, the, there was low energy out of Illinois. Um, you started to see him get chirpy a little bit. Io just tried to do it all himself, uh, which isn't really his style. You know, he's best when he's getting other people involved, facilitating kind of
0: running the offense. And then finding a He's still a great scorer, scorer, but he needs
1: to do all of it to be at his best and he just tried to be superman because um, nothing else was working and it all just spiraled from there. So
0: yeah, it was just
1: Illinois just got caught. That happens every tournament. You always a one goes down every year and it's always the same kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it's unfortunate that it had to be Illinois.
0: And but, it had uh, to be this team.
1: <laughs> it had to be this team and it had to be the Loyola the in-state rivalry, but At least on the bright side, we still have an in state team to to root for going forward.
0: But we can't. They're fun to watch. We can't bet on them, but that's okay. Well,
1: yeah. I kind of get that. Also, it saved me money that I can't bet on them because I would have bet on Illinois to make the Elite Eight or maybe the Final Four. Yeah. And I didn't because I couldn't, so I saved money.
0: Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, (laughs) We'll talk to Ryan about this later, but. Honestly, I would say Illinois. This does Illinois good to just get their ass kicked. I mean, like they did. It really sucks that it had to be to Loyola, but it's almost better that it wasn't in the Final Four, right? I mean, because they they never led in the game, and like you said, they just get punched in the they got punched in the mouth, and this is what happened. So I don't know. It's it's fun to think I, about.
1: I don't know if it would have hurt more had it been in the final four or not because at least at that point you would have the solace of, yeah, this team was legit. They just got taken out. You know, if Baylor came in and just steamrolled them, you're like, yeah, Baylor was just the better team. Yeah. I don't think if you objectively look at Loyola and Illinois, you could reasonably go, yeah, Loyola is definitely just the better team. Like Illinois has more talent. Yeah. They're a better team. But Loyola just played better. They were the better team on the floor that day. So I I feel like that hurts more, you know, as a fan, because you know that the team was better than what they did, better than where they were. Yeah. Especially with all these upsets, you know, uh, Oklahoma State going out, you know, teams like that that were thought to be a hurdle to making it to the Final Four all of a sudden aren't there. Not to say that the teams that upset them aren't something to be concerned about. You know, but if you don't have to deal with um, an Oklahoma State in your path or something like that, that's a that's a big boon to your chances. So yeah, that, kind of like the what might have been makes this hurt more than if you lose closer to the title game.
0: That that makes sense. I don't know. It's just it'll be fun. What are your what are your takeaways from last week and going into this week? What are you most excited about? I mean, we talked about USC Oregon, but other than that, where are you where are you looking?
1: I'm kind of low-key rooting for Oral Roberts to pull the upset again. Just They're a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. That's awesome.
0: Last time it happened was, can you guess it? Golf Coast, Florida.
1: Oh, yeah. they made it that far. I forgot about that. I remembered they got a win, but I didn't remember that they made it to the Sweet 16. So yeah. that's pretty cool.
0: That's pretty cool. But anyhow,
1: but I, They made it to the Elite Eight. And it'd be, I think they'd be the lowest-seeded team ever, right?
0: Because right now
1: I think it was Loyola at that eleven,
0: wasn't it? I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: Or was that Final Four? I don't. I might be wrong. It might be the lowest in the Final Four is the eleven.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and if
1: But either it, way, that's pretty impressive to make it in as a fifteen. So yeah, that's not as serious of a rooting interest. It's kind of just like a novelty at this point to me, but that's yeah. still pretty fun.
0: I mean, because we have only got a let's pull it up. What's the spread on this deal? Oral Roberts is an 11.5. And a half. I might take Oral, I might take Oral Roberts on, on the spread. On the
1: spread, yeah. Arkansas has not looked particularly good. I mean, Colgate really took it to them. The final score of that game does not represent. What? I watched that game wire to wire.
0: Yeah, I did. I it was a. Uh, it was on the other TV when Illinois was playing Drexel, but, like, that was... I
1: mean, Illinois was swamping them, so I didn't really need to watch it too closely. Yeah. But Colgate was up big at one point. I don't remember how big it was, but it I was, like... I think it was,
0: like, 12.
1: Yeah, 12, 14-point lead at one point. Um, and it, they only beat Texas Tech by two points. So Arkansas is vulnerable, and Ole Roberts is hot. So that could be a fun game.
0: It'll be fun, but, uh, anyhow, we'll, uh, get you out of here, and we'll talk to you on down the road, probably in the next couple days or two. Sound good? All right, man, sounds good. All uh, right. Well, Ryan, this isn't a, as a happy of a call as I'd like it to be. How are you feeling there, boss? Well,
2: I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. There's, there's stages of grief, and I don't know exactly what stage... Like how they are, but I, I would say I'm on the back half of the stages right now. I'm getting closer to like not thinking about it 24/7. So I think that that's probably a good thing. Um, there for a couple of days, like Monday and Tuesday, literally, I was just sad. Like it, it, it,
3: it
2: sounds like silly, and people probably laugh. But like, I was actually sad. Like I was upset. I
0: mean, but I'm
2: not. I'm getting closer to like not being in that stage. It sucks, but uh, you know, I mean, losses happen and uh, I'll be honest, this may sound crazy, but I think like the way Illinois lost may have been like the best way to lose. What do you, I think if you,
0: What do you say that so
2: explain. Uh, so I think if you get to the final four, yes I let me put it this way, I think it's the best way, the easiest way to get over it short-term. Long-term, you would obviously rather have, like, the Final Four, you know, to look back on, but I think short-term, like, I kind of said off before we started recording, that, like, we just got beat. Like, we really got smoked. I mean, there was, like, never really, the game was really never in doubt, and I think, like, that's easier to get over than, you know, if Loyola hit the buzzer beater or something like i literally
0: probably would still be like laying on
2: the floor yeah i mean i don't know
0: <laughs> that's entirely fair and the the thing is too and we're on the podcast so we can say it they just flat us get their ass kicked they got a they got out coached it seemed like yeah, i mean and that's kind of what i mean like when you get your ass kicked like that i
2: think it's kind of like well what is what are you gonna do like what you know what i mean like what what are you gonna do? If you if they hit a buzzer beater or something you could look at, you know, if you didn't turn the ball over with two minutes to go or you made these free throws or you did this, you did that. Like the list in the Royola game would be so long that it's like doesn't even it doesn't even matter. Like yeah color ass kick and I mean I feel like getting completely just ran over is a lot easier to get over than if you really had a chance. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I mean maybe I'm, maybe I'm just telling myself that, but I I think that kind of makes
0: sense. No, this this entirely makes sense. If you're Brad Underwood, do you schedule a non-conference game against Loyola next
2: year? I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, we're not we shouldn't run from them. I mean, they're not. They're, well, I was gonna say it's not Jesus, but I mean, it kind of is. But I mean, it's Sister Jean, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but like, do I hate Sister Jean? Like, I I might. Like, I,
0: you can't. I, hit, don't, I, you I, can't I, hit a nun.
2: Well, I I might. I don't want to, but like, I mean, how how did she predict that we were going to shoot fifty percent on layups and shoot thirty from three? Like, I don't understand how she did that. Like, we got... We'd say Kobe's the big man, but if she's got the actual big man on her
0: side. On her side I don't, I don't know supposed to do about that. It's just wild, man. Like, I, I, it's, it's crazy how life works. <laughs> like, I should Loyola be in a bigger conference? Like, should they be in the Big East? Or no,
2: I mean.
0: Like a Conference USA Well, the Conference USA wouldn't be much like a, An American conference or something like that
2: Honestly, no I mean, like, I like Loyola Well, I mean, I don't like Loyola But like, I do think they're very good I think they can consistently be Really good But like, like Let's not forget, like, four years ago When they did this, or was it three years, three or four years ago When they went to the Final Four Yeah, something but, like that no one's even, like, they are like, Loyola, Chicago. Like, I didn't even know that they had a basketball. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. so it's not like, like a team that's been crazy good for, they've only made, what, this is their second tournament and I don't even know how long. Because I'm pretty sure this was the first time back since they went to the Final Four, right?
0: Yeah, because, well, they were.
2: So, I mean, it's, it's not like there's some powerhouse that, like, you call women's basketball that was in the American Conference and just beating up teams that literally had no chance. Like, I don't think Louisville is that team. So no, I, I wouldn't say that they're and like the Missouri Valley I'm not willing to say the Missouri Valley is like that much worse than the American Conference. Like yeah, they have they have Houston but like, are we willing
0: to say that Houston as a two seed is that much better than Loyola Chicago? Because I'm not. Probably not. I mean, Houston is the weakest two was the weakest two seed in my opinion, and I think they got lucky. I I don't I don't see them making making it to the final four. I mean, it's just everything is so everything's so out of sorts. And what was your favorite upset? Because. Like, what was your favorite upset, and I think I have a good idea, from last weekend, the first two rounds?
2: Well, I'm assuming you think my guess would be Oro Roberts over Ohio State? Yes. It's not. Only because I picked Adler Christian to beat Texas. Really? So, that's, that's my favorite upset. They don't give me too much credit, because my bracket absolutely sucks. I mean, like <laughs> I literally... I did nothing right. But anyway, I mean if if Texas would have gone far in the tournament I would have been completely screwed. I mean, that Abiline Christian was like one of the only things they got right. How many points do you
0: how many points do you have right now? uh,
2: I don't know. it's not good though. I mean it's really not good. I did like three brackets, but it was my main one. I really didn't want it. I picked Texas to beat Abilene Christian.
0: Uh, I have 330 points, which is 41.9 percentile. So, terrible. that's, I
2: mean, I've been 50, so. Yeah. <laughs> we're I mean, all... like, to be fair to me, though, like, I missed some games that were, like, really close. Like, I had UCSB, I had them beating Creighton. I was actually at that game. Really?
0: Uh, really? You were at that game?
2: Uh, yeah, I was at UCSB uh, Creighton on Saturday. That was one of
0: the funnest games I've ever been to because there was a lot of Creighton fans there. Because Nebraska. A lot of
2: Creighton fans for the, you know, for the, like, there wasn't like 10,000, but for what we were dealing with, there was a lot there. Yeah. There was probably a couple thousand there, and then pretty much everybody else in the stadium was rooting for UCSB. So it was just really fun. It was just a fun place to be at. Um, And they lost by one. I... I had Ohio beating Virginia and then switched it because I thought I was being too biased because of what Ohio did to Illinois earlier in the year. Dude,
0: so, that like, Preston kid.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had, I fell for and had Winter beating Villanova. Like, I fell for the stupidity. Obviously, I had Ohio State. So, like, I just had some really, like, really close ones. I had Rutgers all week switch to Clinton, like, you know, yeah, you- like that were.
0: Yeah,
2: I thought I, it. I second-guessed myself. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but, so Abilene Christian, that was my... Which, I mean, they... I, like, Abilene Christian can't give myself too much credit. They were not that good when they beat Texas. They, they shot, like, 29% or something like that. and Damn. Texas, Texas turned the ball over, like, 25 times. Or
0: something like that. Which, I mean... It's it's wild how March works like that, but like it, it's yeah. awesome. Um, what was your, what is your favorite? What who is the highest seed that makes it to the final four?
2: Highest seed I see think like
0: Oral Roberts would be a high seed. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like okay. biggest um, number. I
2: would say I'm like, I don't know. I mean. I mean, obviously, the easy answer is is Loyola. Um, but I'm not willing to say. I don't think Oral Roberts is beating Arkansas. It's crazy. I don't know if you know this, but do you know that that's a rematch?
0: Yeah, yeah I saw that yesterday.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Um, I mean, Syracuse, too. So, like, I definitely – i. Honestly, I guess you could say the winner of the Midwest,
0: because I don't think Houston's going to win it. So, I that, mean, That's you know, fair.
2: The winner of the Midwest is probably going to be the highest seed, unless UCLA wins the East, but I, I don't see that. I will say, though, the winner of the USC-Oregon game, I do think could really give Gonzaga a run for the money. I think that, that would be the best competition that they... Now, obviously... They play teams that are rated higher than USC and Oregon, but I don't think they're going to face a team that's playing better with as much talent as those two teams are going to have when they play them.
0: So you're saying it, whoever whoever comes out of that game just has to outscore Gonzaga because that's kind of what Derek yeah, said. I mean,
2: well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to beat Gonzaga by holding them back. I mean, you, you're going to have to score probably 85 points to beat Gonzaga.
0: You're going to have to run with them, and that's all there is to it, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, they just don't miss. They don't miss, and they don't – when they do miss, they've got – just – they're so good. I mean, I think a lot of people, including myself, are willing to – I was more just telling myself this because of Illinois, and I thought Illinois had a chance to win the national championship. But, uh, like, I think people are, are just banking on the fact that they're in just a terrible conference. But they're really good. Like they, they may be one of the better
0: teams we've seen in the last decade. I would say. So you're putting the you're putting the decade stamp on it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, who's
2: who's better? I mean, who what? There's not Kansas.
0: I mean, Kansas back a few years ago, baby. Yeah, I mean Kentucky, the team that
2: didn't win the national championship, was really good was, they didn't
0: win the was that the was that the cat team was that the Carly anthony yeah. Towns team yeah Carl anthony Towns and
2: what was that absolute rat I couldn't stand uh uh Willie Colley Stein I mean I hated that guy <laughs> but, uh, Willie Colley Stein they had the Harrison Twins um yeah they uh I can't think of I don't Booker I think Booker was on that team wasn't he um i think Devin booker was
0: on that i think you're right i think you're right
2: yeah so i mean they were just loaded i mean that team was really good but they didn't even win the national championship so uh yeah i mean i would say they're one of the better it i mean you got to win the national championship to be in that category probably so but i mean i would say that they're one of the better teams we've seen in the last decade i think that's probably
0: safe that that makes sense um who is the MVP of the tournament right now? Ooh.
2: The MVP of the tournament. Can
0: be a coach, too. Know. It can be I a mean, coach. I, yeah. I mean, I would say, man, that's a good question. Are you saying who I
2: think is going to win it or who is it right
0: now? Who is it right now? Like, as of this moment.
2: Ooh. I I mean, Bias, but I would say Cameron Crutley. I mean, what he was able to do to Kofi and Illinois was, I mean, probably the most impressive thing anybody's done so far, right? I mean, because, like, you could say, you could say, um, like, the two guys from Oral Roberts, but, like, they, everybody knew what Ohio State's problem was is they were on defense and they got matched up against the highest scoring player in college basketball. So like, I guess that effect probably shouldn't have been like as shocking as it was. Because when you look at it on, once you look at what happened, you probably could have seen it coming a little bit better.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think if we can talk Ohio State for a second here, I think Illinois just ran them. Just ran them into the ground, and they like, couldn't pick themselves up and get right for that first round game. Honestly, that's that was kind of my yeah. thinking.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, I. I could see.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, which I don't know if I can pivot for a second, but talking. Go about for Ohio it. State. Talk about Ohio State and then bring Kofi into it. I'm sure you saw the messages that were sent at EJ Liddell and Kofi. Like, it it those people, I mean. That's, those are literally like the worst people of
0: all time. That's just that. Those are trash humans. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah,
2: I mean, there is there is no excuse. I personally, I probably even said it last week. I don't like e. Liddell. I don't like him obviously any Illinois fan knows that like we went after him. He's from he's from
0: Isn't Illinois. is he he's from East uh, St. Louis
2: or something? He's from. Uh, yeah, Belgo
0: West. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, I mean,
2: like, he got, uh, Mr. Illinois, ba- Mr. Basketball over I.O. two years in a row in high school. Like, I don't like the guy at all, but, like, I mean, come on. Like, that's just ridiculous. So that can't happen. And but- with Koki, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, obviously, the thing that's the most frustrating about it, too, is, like, those are people that would never say that and put, like, you would never say that if it wasn't for social media.
0: Like that's, those are, those are just, uh, those are just scream warriors that want to, want to try to make somebody else feel like shit because they themselves are just an angry person. And that's completely not right. (laughs) That's just, that's fine. Like I
2: said earlier too, with like, I, the first thing I said was like, you know, I'm, I'm in like maybe the ending stage of grief. like, that's kind of a joke right but i was like i said i was legitimately sad when i yeah. was but like think about okay i'm sad no matter how sad i i am those players are going to be worse than me
0: right like, oh, well absolutely just you so let like, you let your you let your school down you let your team down you just feel like absolute crap that's that's the yeah. that's the and thing i mean
2: saying that is just ridiculous like i i just don't yeah, i don't even know what could possibly And, like, kind of pivoting from that, like, I saw a lot of people kind of trashing Io and, like, look, Io played terrible. Like, I mean, he played horrible. He'd tell you that. That game, yeah, he sucked. I mean, what else do you want me to say? But that game takes nothing away from how I feel about Io. Like, literally, that I, like, feel forever indebted to him. Like, he literally turned this program around in three years. Oh, absolutely. Like he, so, like, yeah, he's he terrible. Whatever you want to say, he, he he had a bad game, but that happened. But like, what doesn't happen very often is what
0: he did to turn the program around. So yeah, if that's like. Even wants to say anything about Iowa? Like, literally throw
2: him in jail because he he literally turned the entire program around. His legacy, and no, he's not coming back. He I would also like. If he comes back, then uh, we're having an emergency podcast right away.
0: But oh, absolutely! Like,
2: <laughs> but like, he's not coming
0: back. He—he's too he good. Pete he, no, he's too yeah. good. Does Does Kofi yeah. come back?
2: Um, my for some reason, my gut says yes. I don't know. Like, one thing I've said it a couple times that might just be my biasness. But like I don't think I don't think have coming back. I mean, I I I think yes. I he doesn't have a jump shot, which is nothing against him. He's never had to, right? Because he dominates, so there's nothing, yeah. Like he's never really had a reason to get one. And uh, but in the NBA, you need a jump shot. And also, I think Cameron Crutwig kind of showed what he can do, what you can do to him defensively. If you oh. Four them to come out and guard you, then you're then Kofi's in trouble. So, which I think you can fix all those things, but I said this before: it's a lot easier to become an NBA player when you're not in the NBA than <laughs> it is to become an NBA player while in the NBA.
0: That's that's yeah. exactly the point. I think you give him you give him one more year. You give him one more year with that, with that willingness to learn and the malleability that he has, he could be a like mini. I'm gonna say mini, and it's gonna—it's the only guy I can think of, and you're gonna think I'm nuts, and I'm not putting him in this category at all. But it's the—it's the only body type, and he's gonna—he has the ability to be a mini Zion. Like I, I think he really does. At least if he has some sort of jump shot, if he works his ass off, I yeah, think. Well, he, I
2: mean, actually, if he gets a jump shot and can dribble the basketball like Zion, he'd actually be a large Zion.
0: Well, I, yeah, but like, but I'm saying he's
2: like bigger, ex- he's actually bigger. So no, I get what you're saying.
0: Like, 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 um, expectation wise, I guess is
2: yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I mean, Kofi, like, he's a beast. And I, I could be wrong, but I think if he comes back, he would be the preseason national player of the year. I don't know. I'm trying to think
0: Drew Timmy if he comes like, back?
2: Obviously Luka would be gone, Io would be gone. Those are the two Yeah. And I I mean I'm trying to think if anybody else on the on the first and second team would be back and I don't think they would be. I think they're all pros.
0: I think so, I and, think you're right. And where'd like Timmy from Gonzaga? That's what, I, that's what I just said. Somebody like Timmy or somebody like that would probably be yeah. the, the scorpion. But I mean,
2: I I would think he would, I guess I should say he would have just as a good chance of anyone probably to be first team or mm-hmm. national player of the year before, uh-huh. I
0: mean, preseason. So, I mean, yeah. Let's. I,
2: I, I definitely think there's a chance he comes back. To, I also, this may be a hot take, but I think Trent is coming back. You think so? I do. I don't know why, but I think Trent is coming back. I have no, like, evidence or anything really to back that up. It's more just a gut feeling, but I think Trent is coming back.
0: That makes sense. I mean, he and Georgie, I, we we both agree that Georgie's coming back next year, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he's
2: not going
0: to Yeah, so he might as well. Um... Let's just play a game right here before we get you out of here. Um, How far does Illinois make it in the tournament next year, and do they make the tournament?
2: Yeah, they make the tournament. Well, it's easy. It, I mean, if Kofi comes back and Trent comes back, then, I mean, really, probably like a top 15 team again next year, maybe even higher. But I do think even if Everyone, even if Kofi goes and Trent goes, that leaves a lineup of Andre Cabello, Adam Miller, Jacob Grandison. Uh, the
0: new the kid, kid that they just got? That they yeah, just signed? Yeah,
2: there's a couple of new kids. Uh, Austin Hutcherson's going to come in. So like, there's definitely some questions, but I think, and like, even if Kofi, because
3: Demonte can come back too, Yeah, so,
2: but I don't I don't necessarily see that as much as I see Trent, but say say all four guys are kind of expected to leave, leave, which is Trent, Demonte, Kofi, and Io, Um, there's going to be some transfers that we pick up. So, I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to say right now, but, like, I would say that if I had to guess, I would say we're a tournament team that could make a run, probably looking at a five to... 17 next
0: year,
2: five to eight seed. I mean obviously eight or nine. Um Yeah. But I would see it in that general because the Big Ten's gonna be down next year.
0: I think you're like I think you're right.
2: Assuming that Wisconsin doesn't bring everybody back.
0: Because they're they like forty they're teachers, but assuming that they don't bring everybody back. They're
2: all gone. Michigan's gonna lose a lot of guys, but they're gonna be really good again, but they're gonna lose a lot of guys. Um we're going to lose a lot. You know, Michigan State, I don't know exactly what they're losing, but um, Iowa loses a lot. I don't know if Wieskamp goes pro because I think he's only a junior. Uh, so, like, there's just a lot, a lot of teams that are near the top. Purdue is probably the team that will There'll probably be, I would guess Purdue would be the um, preseason pick just because I think they're going to return almost everyone with J.D. and, uh, Trevian
0: Williams like, and Jaden Ivey is a stud, like.
2: Jaden Ivey is like probably like IO bubble in the next couple of years.
0: I'll 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 get on that train. Um, last thing before we get we get you out of here, is there any chance that IO point guards for the Bulls next year?
2: Sure. I, yeah. I mean, I guess you need to see you need to see where like the draft is, but the. Bulls are probably playing themselves out of the lottery, which they're fine. Right? I mean, I think when you've been as bad as the Bulls have been, like getting out of the
0: lottery is almost like a good thing because yeah. it's like a step in the right direction, I guess. So, like,
2: they're probably and they're probably going to be one of the first teams out of the playoffs with you know one of the lower records.
0: So they're probably
2: yeah. going to be in that 15, 16,
0: 17.
2: Range, range, which is probably
0: where IO is going to be. Well, so that's yeah, like yeah, it's possible. Well, with the with the Vucevic trade yesterday, that that kind of I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking: you figure out a way to either trade yourself back into the first back half of the first round, or IO falls into the second round, and and you and you pick him up. But I yeah. think I think he's too good. Honestly, I don't think he's a lottery pick. But I think he he's a late first or second sort of guy. Yeah.
2: So it's definitely possible, but it all depends on where they draft, um, yeah. obviously, but it, it all depends. If they end up back in the lottery, then I don't think Io goes in the lottery, but uh, if they end up where you kind of expect them to, which is like I said, that... 16, 17, 18 range, but that's probably where I was going to go, so yeah. yeah. I think the Bulls would love that, because I think that
0: would gain some excitement, you know? Yeah, so, well, my my thing is, they always have someone from Chicago on the Bulls. Like, they had, they had, of course, Rose, then they had Wade, and now they've got the Dotson kid, but he's a G League dude, so they need someone like like a like a io to come in and and be the chicago dude but either way we'll uh talk again next week and get your tournament picks and make sure you're out of the dreaming stage because you're almost to acceptance and we'll talk again next week sound good
2: yeah sounds good
0: Prepping for weekend number two of the college basketball tournament. Derek, what do you think of last weekend?
3: Wow, man. This crazy, craziest season getting the craziest tournament. Uh, just the upsets galore and everything going on. There's not a person out there who's even close to having a good
0: bracket. Oh, I mean, I think there was one person that got 15 of the 16, uh, or all but one of the sweet 16. Teams. So, I mean, nobody knew it. Who the hell even is Oral Roberts? <laughs> like,
3: oh, yeah, there's a school out there uh, in the Midwest or Great Plains, really, if you want to go out there. But yeah. Don't sleep on Oral Roberts, a small school, but man, they can play.
0: I mean, they're in Florida Gulf Coast territory. Do they, you have them making the Elite Eight? I do
3: have them beating Arkansas, and what a game it is going to be. These two teams met back in December, and Arkansas won. But Oral Roberts, they led at the half, and the reason Arkansas was able to overcome them, offensive rebounding by Arkansas. I have the feeling Oral Roberts has talked about that, and if anything else, they are going to keep Arkansas off those offensive boards. Or, you know, Obviously, Arkansas will get a few but Oral Roberts is going to make that a focus of this game and if they can keep Arkansas off the offensive boards Oral Roberts is through to the lead.
0: That's a hot take, not not a scorching hot take, but let's what's another what was your overarching takeaways from the first weekend as far as things takeaways from teams that are in the in into this weekend and just general upsets because we've got North Texas I mean, Loyola is an upset, but that's Illinois, and that's another portion of the, of this deal. But what was your what was your uh, happiest moment as far as upsets go?
3: Well, you mentioned Loyola, and we'll get to that. That that sits up there at number one, and I'll explain more later. I think Oregon, um, the way that they played, they are how do you stop them? Their offense was clicking. Well. Unfortunately, they come up to USC, so that's going to be a, a tough pick there. But Oregon's offense that game, as they beat Iowa, and then uh, USC just dismantling Kansas. So that that quadrant there from the West bracket, wow, that was amazing.
0: It is absolutely insane. Um, let's let's just go right into it. What do you got? What do you got on Loyola?
3: Um. Loyola, they they are good. That net ranking, everybody's like, well, you can't go by the net ranking because out of conference they really didn't play and and all of that. And who knows where they would be? Um, you know, we had Winthrop who was way up there, and yeah, they got beat by Villanova, but Loyola, they are real. They know how to play. Crutwig, uh, he impressed me with the way that he handled Kofi. Uh, was able to 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 man up to him physically and kept Kofi off of his game, made him miss a few shots early on, never really got going for Kofi. And then Krutwig on the offensive end, and he is just tough to handle, basically playing that. uh, I I referenced him to a Will Perdue, but he's a lot better than a Will Perdue. Will Perdue, very good at distributing the ball from the elbow. Krutwig, same thing, but Krutwig has a little better shot. And is a lot more mobile and can get to the basket on the
0: pick and rolls. I mean, that's kind of what you. That's kind of what I thought too. uh, I mean, I was in Florida, so I was watching highlights more than anything. Um, Here, let me give you uh, something to chew on. The Loyola, the Loyola's roster's average age, if they come back next year, will be older than the Bulls. Median roster age, including Vucevic, by the way. Um, so these guys have been there before as far as, you know, they were, they've made the run before. They've got, they've got, a, they've got a sister on their side. And I mean, they're just underrated. I think, I think they got screwed in the, in the seating. Like you said, let's, uh let's move along here. And get this one out of the way because this one still, this one still frustrates me. Michigan Florida State. What do you think about that one? And Mi- Michigan uh, took out Texas Southern and they took out a really kind of sparky LSU team. What did you think about that one?
3: Yeah, yeah. Mich- Michigan played well. They, uh, I think that loss in the Big Ten tournament woke them up, and and they are a good team. you, you can't take anything away from. Them. They are a good team. I picked FSU, Florida State, to make the final four in my original bracket, so I'm going to stick with that. But I am scared by Michigan. Michigan playing well, even without uh, Livers, I believe, who is out. Um, FSU, FSU, they have their work cut out for them. But we saw the Big Ten, nine teams. I made to comment a week ago on your podcast that we could see the Big Ten, 10-0 in the, after the first round Oops, with, uh, with that win in the – by Michigan State against UCLA, while well, UCLA killed that on the in the first four. Yeah, but only one team to make the Sweet Sixteen just amazes me, and I don't think that Michigan's going to make the Final Four.
0: I I mean, I really kind of hope they don't, to be honest, because I'm I'm a little petty. Actually, I'm a lot of bit petty, but I don't care. Um, uh, <laughs> let's go let's go to the big dog, literally and figuratively, Gonzaga and Creighton. What are you thinking about that?
3: Well, Creighton, congratulations! You beat up on Ohio. You snuck by University of Cal Santa Barbara, and your parting gift is Gonzaga. Gonzaga is just too much to handle. Uh, the only the only way I see Gonzaga getting beat before the national title game is a USC Oregon winner. Just being able to outscore them, and they're not going to be able to stop Gonzaga. But can they put up enough points? to outscore Gonzaga and do that. Creighton can't do that. USC, Oregon, there's a chance.
0: Okay, so let's just dig in. You said that one's a sneaky good one. What do you like about that?
3: Uh, I think USC is going to beat Oregon. They played a couple times. or They played once. USC beat them the first time. I think they're going to be able to do it again. As good as that Oregon offense was against Iowa, uh, USC was just as good against Kansas. Kansas is probably a better coach team, and USC still able to do what they did. They got the confidence. They beat Oregon once. They beat them again, and then they, they run into Gonzaga, and Gonzaga, I think, is going to have their number. So Gonzaga to the Final Four.
0: That makes sense. Let's go to the lower part and go to UCLA. Let's take a pause here. As far as the, tournament, the conference that's kind of – Taking the tournament by storm. Can we talk about the Pac 12 for a minute? The Pac 12 yeah. and a little bit of the SEC. What, what, what happened there? I mean, you've got one, two, three, four in, in, into the next weekend. I, I honestly hadn't paid much attention to the Pac 12 as far as watching during the season. Do you think they found something or just have been sneaky good all along? Well, four,
3: four of the five Pac-12 teams are still in it. Yeah. Um, Oregon State is probably the biggest surprise of that, although they won this tournament. That was a surprise. The only reason they're in this tournament is because they won that tournament. Colorado, um, they were probably one of the best teams, and they're out. But you still, as you said, USC, Oregon, and UCLA coming there from the left side of the bracket, and they're good. UCLA is going to give Alabama a run for their money. Um, I think they'll fall short, but they're going to give them a run for their money. Oregon State, unfortunately, they play a little, and I'm sure we'll get to that game. Yeah, the uh, the the Pac-12 is guaranteed of one team making the Elite Eight, and I think that's all they're going to get. But they've been they have been the conference of the tournament. We thought Big Ten would be, and it turns out the Pac-12 is.
0: <laughs> that's why we love March. Um, and then let's we did UCLA Alabama. Let's move along here. Uh, Baylor, Nova, what are you thinking about that?
3: Uh, Baylor's just too athletic. Nova, they've done well. Their best player's been out, and they they did well in the first game. But look at who they played. They played Winthrop, who is a good team, but you know they're not a, a top ten team.
0: They yeah. played
3: North Texas, who got who you know upset Purdue. But to do turn around and beat Villanova on the second day, that wasn't going to happen. So Villanova's probably had the easiest road, but now they get
0: Baylor, and that's a. I mean, they've had they've had a week to prepare, but I don't care because Baylor's too good, and I love up I love upsets in March because that's what that's what makes March March. But is it fair to say it's kind of the end of the cute stuff, and by the end by the end of this weekend, we should have four top-performing teams, I wouldn't say Blue Bloods because there's really no Blue Bloods left. It's more it's more just the best teams are going to make it, you know? Is that yeah. f- fair to say?
3: Yeah, the, be- the best four teams, I think, will be there. We're going to argue about who those four best teams are. But back to Baylor-Villanova, you mentioned Villanova has a week to prepare for Baylor. But remember, Baylor also has a week to prepare for Villanova. And Villanova, playing without their best player, is playing a little bit of a different style. Well, Baylor has game tape on that now. Yeah, It's not going to be a surprise to what Villanova's doing. They've already showed what they have to do with their their best player out. So Baylor's got that. And uh, Scott Drew, the coach there, uh, comes from great coaching blood. His dad coached at uh, Valparaiso when they made that big upset back uh, man that's been back in the 90s now over 20 years ago but Baylor they're they're gonna be coming out of the south there
0: I would have to agree with you on that one now let's go down to the Midwest bracket that has a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot of big numbers in it um loyal Oregon State what do you think there because we've got that's the road that Illinois was on and got knocked off and obviously obliterated. What are you thinking about that?
3: Well, two things. I expected OSU to be playing in this game, except I expect it to be Oklahoma State, not Oregon State. Yeah. And I expect a team from Illinois to be in this game, but Illinois, not Loyola. I tell you what, Cinderella story ends for one of those teams here, and it's going to be Oregon State that's going to fall. Loyola, just too, they're playing too well. Crutwig, uh, how do you stop them if you're Oregon State? And Loyola defense is, we saw that against Illinois was so good. Everybody says Illinois played bad. That's taken away from Loyola. Loyola played very well on defense. They took Iowa out of the game. That was their game plan. Take him out, make somebody else beat us. Crutwig handled Kofi one on one, which he did. And Fraser had a bad game for Illinois. Where else do you go? I
0: mean, Andre, and, but...
3: Yeah, great coaching by Loyola would win that game.
0: And, okay, this is sort of, this is sort of kind of uh, related. Porter Mosher, does he take the Indiana job?
3: No. I won't even hesitate on that. The job that he might take, and and, and this is only 50-50 that he would, is actually still in the city of Chicago, and that's the Paul.
0: I mean, I've heard a little bit. Uh, I've heard a little bit of that too. But the ball's such a mess. Like, come on. I'm
3: not saying that he will take it, but if yeah. he's going to leave Loyola, that is the only place he would go. He loves Chicago too much to leave.
0: That's fair. So, um, let's go to that last game, and I called it. I'm a Beheim lover, and Houston, Syracuse. What are you thinking about that?
3: I'm thinking Houston's lucky to be in it at the moment because Maryland, they played that prevent offense in the uh, in the game against them. They had the lead and they just you know dribbled it down their leg and out of bounds and gave Syracuse that chance. Uh, there's a different phrase that goes there and said dribbling it down the leg. Not Yeah, the ball, but
0: something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we're on a podcast. They say they pissed down their leg. Yeah. you know it, it was they they gave the game away.
3: Houston now. They can look at it two ways. One, we escape that. Everybody gets one scare on the way to the Final Four, but Syracuse—that zone defense they play—and I know that the uh, the big what are they? The Big Twelve now. Um,
0: yeah.
3: You know, when I when I was growing up, it was the Big Eight. So you got to forgive me there. But the Big Twelve—they um, play a lot of zone defenses, but nobody <laughs> plays zone defense like Syracuse, Bayheim, and that, and. Talking about Beheim, how about his son Buddy? Man, he is on fire, playing so well, uh, shooting incredibly well, and the rest of the team just rallying around him. And that and um, Beheim has two sons on that team. One of those, a few years ago, uh, Beheim's son had cancer and was having surgery, and he flew from surgery. I remember if it was from surgery to the game, or from the game surgery because it was this time of year.
0: Yeah, one of those two.
3: So uh, big big time in the Bayheim household also.
0: Um, and, I mean, I always like I always like that style of uh, really offense and defense from Bayheim, and I thought Houston was the weakest number two seed in all the tournament, and somehow they made it to the weekend, <laughs> uh, to, to the Elite Eight. Um, let's just dig into Illinois a little bit here because, I mean... <laughs> That was embarrassing, or is that too too much, because they never really led to that game?
3: Well, I don't know about embarrassing, and what people forget is, they forget how good this Loyola team is. I, I talked about it towards the top of the show. Loyola was a net 10 team. They were ranked, I believe, 15 or 16 going into the tournament, so... You know, everybody says Loyola got shafted with their seeding. I think Illinois got shafted with Loyola's seeding, that they had to play a top-15 team in the second round. That should not happen until the third round when you're down to 16 teams that you have top-16 versus top-16 matchup. And Illinois, with only a date to prepare for Loyola, it just wasn't enough.
0: It really wasn't. And, I mean, you kind of – didn't you say last show that – Illinois had the one of the easiest roads to the Final Four if they could get past Loyola.
3: If they could get past Loyola. That was the big if on that, yeah. Which is now why you're going to ask me for my Final Four picks, and you're going to see Loyola in that. Yeah, so give them to me real quick. Okay, so Loyola, and then I'm going to stick with the other three that i had, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Florida State. And the one I'm the know- most worried about is Florida State. I feel better about Loyola than I do Florida State.
0: That, I mean, that makes the most sense. Um, things to watch, and if you had, okay, appointment TV, who is the game you're sitting down to watch buzzer to buzzer? Um, if I didn't have to work, the one I would be watching buzzer
3: to buzzer just because I'm, I'm enthralled by this team is Loyola, Oregon State. The most exciting one, the one that's really going to be going, I want to see USC and Oregon and Oral Roberts and Arkansas because both of those are going to be nonstop action.
0: Well, I will watch those for you. And since you watched a lot of basketball for me this last weekend, I got you covered. Um, Derek, we'll talk again next week. Sound good?
3: All right. I appreciate it. And I know I'm a day late, but happy
0: CP Day. Thank you, sir. wrap it up for today's show big thank you to all our guests we hope that you took something away and learned something today and hopefully you have someone to root for in this weekend's Mars this tournament or if you're getting to us late you'll have an ability to check our work and we can go from there so for Derek Bultman, Latent Smithley, and Ryan Birch. I thank you for being here and we'll see you in the next one. Later.